2: Wallet, Kendrick, yeah, yeah, with the 54th pick, the Boston Celtics select someone probably around midnight. But how fortunate are we as Celtics fans that the draft doesn't factor in? There's no demand of like, oh my gosh, you have to find the next guy or the talk of Trader Danny or we're going to hold on to draft picks or Romeo Langford. Because... For me, and what I saw even in the draft early on is, oh boy, college may not be that important. It's funny, Jay Billis and Kendrick Perkins are having kind of an interesting argument after I think the third G League Ignite player goes in the first round. And Jay Billis is like, well, I still say college is the best route. And Kendrick Perkins is like, yeah, but they got pro coaches. And all they do is play basketball. Yeah. Aren't you glad you're not in the middle of that argument? And hearing what is and what isn't. Because when you look back over kind of the scattered landscape of draft picks over the last, let's call it the last eight years, right? Really where the one and done, you're 18 and then you can go to the league. So you would be 26, 27. You would be in your NBA prime right about now. So that takes us back to the 2014 draft. Ah, Some names you'll know, other names you'll go, really? That high or even where the hell are they? Andrew Wiggins. Look, his star just finally shone bright two weeks ago. Number one pick. Number two, Jabari Parker. Yeah, he was here twice this year. Joel Embiid, of course. Aaron Gordon, remember? like, used to trade again. Dante Exum. Uh Yeah, does it feel like Marcus Smart was the sixth pick overall that year? That, that, that was a lottery guy? Julius Randle, who's a fourth story in New York, they just need something so bad that Julius Randle is not as good as his contract states he is. Followed by Nick Staukis, Noah Vonleh, Ephred Payton, Doug McDermott, Daro Sarik, Zach Levine, okay, TJ Warren, and the late Adrian Payne from Michigan State. Those are your top 15 eight years ago. Yeah, how many of them have really panned out? A couple. I mean, look what the conversation is about Marcus Smart. Like, is he the piece that you potentially say, "Okay, we could get something good for him," even though the guy's a, a lottery pick? And then you go to the following year, we're out of the sixty numbered, out of the sixty picks, forty-four of them played in the NBA, and that could be a ten-day contract. Cat, okay, D'Angelo Russell, ah, okay, Jahlil Okafor, yeah, you remember that. Christoph Porzingis, they're, they're now comparing guys who are getting drafted tonight to Christoph Porzingis. Oh, wow. Mario Harns gonja what? Willie Cauley-Stein, Emmanuel Moutier, Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Justice Winslow. those are your top ten, and they should be, like, on their way to their prime. Be happy if you're a Celtics fan, not paying attention to tonight's draft. And in the following year, where more players played in the NBA, you know, only five of them never made it. But look who went number one, Ben Simmons. Guy still is not out of Marlboro Institute. It's a Jersey joke. Brandon Ingham, okay. Jalen Brown performed well. Dragon Bender, Chris Dunn, Buddy Healed, Jamal Murray Works, Marquise Chris, Jacob Podol, thought maker? (laughs) Yeah, if I'm a high school kid, why am I even bothering going to college to play ball? At this point, the way the draft is. And, And now we're, the following year obviously comes Tatum at number three. But my gosh, Markel Fultz is finally starting to shoot a basketball, right? And Lonzo Ball has been rumored in this potential hypothetical trade for Marcus Smart before you get to Tatum. And after him, it's like, okay, Josh Jackson, De'Aaron Fox, okay. Jonathan Isaac. (sighs) Laurie Markkinen, he's someone I target probably in like a buyout market. Frank Nenekela, I didn't know he was still in basketball until he showed up in the Dallas series. Dennis Smith Jr., I haven't seen him in like three years. Zach Collins, Malik Monk, Luke Kennard. Donovan Mitchell, bam, out of bio. Okay, but I'm, I've already got to the 15, and that's in Tatum's draft. So with the number 54 pick, the Boston Celtics select. Who cares at 54? Why? I, I, just call him practice player. You know, in NFL where they have the you know the guy who you know, the, the irrelevant. Yeah, the, the NBA draft, like, look, it was funny. And, uh, Joe, thank you so much for being here once again tonight. I appreciate your hard work in advance. Uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about some uh, what the trade exception looks like for the Celtics and some targets that are out there. And Brad Stevens made a comment, says, you know, there's a reason why a lot of teams don't use that trade exception. And then you start to look in the forest, you're like, yeah, I don't want to force buy. That's coming up in 15 minutes here on Weei Late Night. But, Joe, thank you again for being here once again. As always. Yeah, yeah. so if you're the Celtics, be happy that you're not a team that's sitting in the, the, the mid-20s, early 20s, trying to look for the next future piece. Romeo Langford, goodbye. That was quick. Peyton Pritchard, you hear the engine roaring? You got one year left to figure it out because, look, these returns in the upper parts of the draft are not paying out for a lot of teams. And where everything moves so fast and people are moving quick and people have demands. We'll talk about Kyrie and the KD situation down in Boston, uh, down in, uh, in in Brooklyn here in a few moments. I mean, like, I don't mean to be funny, but I guess I'm being honest when I say, boy, the NBA draft has lost its luster. Oh, God. Look at 2018. DeAndre Ayton, he's already, he wants out of out of Phoenix. And it looks like he may be on his, they talked about maybe even on his way to Detroit. He was first. Marvin Bagley Jr. Marvin Bagley the third. I won't get on him too bad because I know his dad a little bit. But my gosh, bust. Luca, of course, is Luca. And you got Jaron Jackson. Trey Young. Okay, cool. Mo Bamba. <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr. Colin Sexton's gotten hurt. Kevin Knox, the dude can't, the dude doesn't see five minutes a game. Mikhail Bridges? Okay. Miles Bridges, okay. Then you just have to start pick the weeds. Kevin Horder is down at 19. Grayson Allen at 20. Come on. I, You know, I don't want to be that old man. Remember the times you remember when it was not Alonzo Mourning, not Christian Laettner, but Shaq. They had the biggest impact on the game. Now... I will tell you this, probably the last time I was super impressed with a college player is when I lived out in the Midwest and Kevin Durant had his one year at Texas. I just was like, how does like a guy the size of spaghetti just dominate so many people? Or maybe Kansas just wasn't really that good that year. I can't remember. But that's the last time I can remember someone just made me say, I gotta sit down and watch this college basketball game. When was when, the last time you did that? I mean, Providence was exciting this year. But that was really the story, not so much because hey, Providence has a guy that may go 1, 2 or 3. <laughs> I mean, we're I think we're only up to what? 20? That 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 makes it even bad. You're taking your time drafting a bunch of guys that may not pan out. I what they, Just that now 18 now, Joe? They're just at the 18th pick?
3: Uh, it's currently Denver's selection. I okay, don't so have now, the number. So out. 21. 21.
2: 21. This thing started at 8. And they haven't finished the first round. You're going to stay up to see the number 53 pick by the Celtics is Bobby Snore from Sleep at University. Because I'm going to be, I'm going to tell you right now, when I get out of here, like the pick may come in right as I'm walking out of here tonight. And you know what? I'm not going to stop you. <laughs>
3: It also it also could be an international guy we've never even heard of and never gets to play one uh, like But so. you know
2: what? I, I better
3: him at 53
2: than, you know, being somewhere in these what I call the the NBA quagmire of the first round draft is really 15 to 25, right? It if you're at 15, you may have some building blocks and you may be kind of decent like the Hornets, right? The Hornets picked 15th. They made some moves tonight. They they took the kid from Kentucky, I think. Uh, I mean from a uh, from Memphis, Durant, uh, uh Duran moved Tim, packaged Tim. Somehow it involved Kemba Walker in the Knicks, and now someone's holding that. Now Detroit's holding that Kemba Walker contract. Eventually, it end up in one of the Great Lakes. So I mean, that like th- that's the excitement. You're, there used to be draft night excitement. What 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 kind of movement will happen tonight? The oh, best known name was Kemba Walker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at the league, but look, I love the league, but I also will call it as I see it, and it may not be the right way. But you know what? I've been given these eyes; they tend to work better. I, I, I just, I mean, it's it's literally watching paint dry. I would probably be more excited watching the NHL, NHL draft, just because at least they can show you know at least some of these guys in their in their younger years, you know, get to play some pretty intense hockey. If they're from overseas, you know, like, you know, like a guy might have played in like the second division of the Russian Hockey League, and that's more impressive than hell. First-rate college basketball in some senses in terms of preparing you for the pros. So, again, and and I, I don't mean, yes, I do mean to be, but my gosh, watching the college game is so hard. I mean, it, you hear a lot of construction going on around Boston. It's like that when you hear them taking shots in the college game, Kalunk, clunk, clunk, K- k- kalunk, and it carries over. And then when you see who these top teams are, you're like, "Will they turn it around?" Ask yourself, "What are the Magic ever going to turn it around?" No, they, they. When is the last? The last time the Magic were any were even decent is when Dwight Howard was still there. The Thunder, oh my gosh, they specialize in being under the cap. Cap, right? Like they get cut a check for being under the league minimum, minimum. I just wonder if they do a profit share with players. The Rockets, yeah, maybe they could turn it around if they get rid of, you know, John Wall. The Kings, no. The Pistons, it's going to be a while. Pacers, hmm, maybe. Trailblazers, I think so. Pelicans, not really. Spurs, uh-uh. Wizards, no. Knicks, are you kidding? Thunder again? Hornets, okay, possibly... Cavaliers, they've done that already. Hawks, Bulls. Now you're starting to get into Timberwolves and Luggets and teams that are picking up players that okay can add something, but you're not gonna see them right away. All right, next here on late night, get into uh the Celtics have these two trade exceptions, one for seventeen mil, another for nine. Look at some players and then I'll either hit a thumbs up or a buzzer down. You know, it's kinda like three hundred ish year, you know. Down with their heads here on Late Night. But right now, it's time to trend with Joe.
0: Gresh and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2.
1: Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
3: Well, trending here on WEEI, the Red Sox have the day off before they begin a three-game set in Cleveland against the Guardians. Nick Pavetta will get the start opposite Cal Quantrill. First pitch will be at Friday at 7:10 on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh, and join Muck for the Visit Massachusetts pregame show at 6:10, sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts adventure at visitma.com. Well, in Patriots news, first-round pick Cole Strange and second-round pick Taquan Thornton have officially signed their rookie contracts. Quarterback Bailey Zappi remains the only unsigned rookie for New England. At the NBA draft, the Orlando Magic shocked the world when they drafted Paolo Banchero out of Duke, number one overall. Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga goes to Oklahoma City at number two. And from Auburn at number three, everyone who thought was going to be the number one pick to Orlando, Jabari Smith Jr. falls to the Houston Rockets. But of course, the big trade, Kemba Walker on his way to Detroit. Now they are discussing a buyout, so Kemba Walker will just be another name On the free agency market. In the men's college world series, Ole Miss defeated Arkansas to advance to the college world series championship two to nothing to play Oklahoma in a best of three, which will begin Saturday night. And finally, top high school prospect Archie Manning, the nephew of Peyton and Eli, has committed to playing quarterback at the University of Texas. He will finish off his senior year this upcoming year and enroll at Texas in 2023. I am Joe Braverman, and that is what's trending on the Shaw's Star Market, WEEI, Red Sox Network.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash odysseypodcast.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Well, I think the trade exception, there's a reason why a lot of the trade exceptions go unused. Right, We have a bunch of them right now. We have one that expires, you know, obviously the big one expires in July. We've got a couple of others that expire later. They're all reasonable amounts that you can take good players in with. And so you balance that on, okay, what's the cost that you're going to have to pay? Um, Who's going to, again, are you going to bring somebody in that's going to add to, not necessarily take away, which, you know, you obviously don't want to do. Um, So, it's still about being prudent and thoughtful about what the deal is. Um, You know, but we're we're, we're going through the whole list and um, we're trying to find guys that fit what we need and will fit in to how we want to play.
2: Later. Late is KJ when you draw the line. The trade exception. You hear all about it. Tristan Thompson's associated with the one that's 9 million for the Celtics. And you figure that's $9 million you can spend. But when I tell you just how like unwelcoming some of these players will sound to you, that's why Brad Stevens in that comment says, you know, there's a reason why sometimes these trade exceptions just come and go. Evan Fournier, you remember that trade exception? Oh, boy, so again, their Fournier one is for seventeen point one mil. And without getting into the weeds of things, there's a it has to be within I think like a hundred thousand dollars of what that number is. So I'm going to just give you people who are seventeen thousand without trying to jump up to seventeen two. Though Gary Tr- Trent Jr. would be a great addition with that trade exception with Toronto, but I don't think they're going to let him go the way his offense has shown up. So, Joe, get ready for uh, clearly the buzzer of players that I named that are going to be like, and ones that I'll like, and I'll let you know. You ready? All set. All right. It's set. Now, here's the other thing I should let you know, that you don't have to use the entire 17 mil, but the idea is I want to show you what your maximum cost will be and where some value may exist just on the seventeen million one. one. All right, the first one, Ricky Rubio. How fast can you get that damn buzzer out? Yeah. That's like Evan Fournier's cousin. It's like that bad. Laurie Markkinen of Cleveland at 16-8. I like that. Here's why. If you're looking to get some bench scoring and you'll can, and you be able to mix in some minutes bringing Robert Williams out, getting offense in exchange because I think Markin's going to be the odd man out now that Jared Allen is there. So he can offer. He's had some. He's had some spells of where he's been uh, very uh, effective with the ball when he was still with Chicago. Uh, Starting to get a little lost in the sauce in Cleveland. So keep Laurie Markkinen on your radar. That's still sixteen point eight. So you're like all of that for him. Oh, maybe. All right. The next one at sixteen point six million. Markel Fultz of Orlando. Nope. Uh, Have you developed a shot yet, bro? No one's seen the tape because we all know the Orlando Magic exists as a franchise, but when have you ever seen real highlights from an Orlando Magic game with Markel Fultz in them? I'm glad he's recovering, but I, I would not spend that trade exception. Even though that's what you need, I don't know if Markel Fultz is a third scorer, but he is a point guard, but I still say no. All right, the next one at sixteen point two million, intriguing, from Atlanta, Kevin Hooter. Yes. So, if this is Red Velvet, if I'm correct, I, I get him and the other guy mixed up on the team. They got well. If if if, if Doc is there, I, that guy, the guy who ends at V I C H, if he's still there, and Hooter, whose name has been popping up as a potential. Trade piece. Atlanta may be in a rebuild mode, even though they made you know they made the play in game and and then they made it into that second play in game and then lost to, and, and beat Cleveland, but then just got absolutely trounced in the first round. Um, I think Atlanta is going to be rebuilding, and if you're looking for a sharp shooting guard potentially to come off of the bench to give you scoring, he's someone you definitely have to consider. He's 23 years old, and so this may be someone that hey, if he works out the way you want him to work out. You may be able to negotiate and finesse some things down the road to have uh, an effective uh, bench scorer that the Celtics desperately need. All right, at sixteen million straight up, Davis Bertrands of the Dallas Mavericks. Ah, German Bertrands with a big no. Boy, talk about someone who's lost their confidence. I, I can't believe they're giving him sixteen mil. But he had that hot run in Washington, but then became expendable when they did the Porzingis deal. And now this guy is just he's just lapping up. He's if you Joe, do you play daily fantasy like do like DraftKings or FanDuel or any of that? Not
3: a daily guy. Not a daily guy.
2: Okay, well those who play daily, when you play you put your rosters together, there are always guys who are three thousand dollars. That means they, they may not even be on the team anymore. Like you could still put Joe Johnson in a game and it'd cost you three thousand dollars, even though Joe Johnson hasn't been in the league. Past 14 days. So, Davis Bertrands is one of those $3,000 players in fantasy and daily and DFS that gets paid $16 million a year. There's no way. The next one, huh, I'm kind of salivating. At $16 million even, and only but goodie, Marcus Morris Sr. Absolutely. I kind of feel that he was a bit of the dog that the st- that the Celtics were missing in terms of toughness. Now, granted, Al Horford performed very well, and, and you got you got scoring out of him, and Marcus Moore Sr. has been kind of going through a bit of an injury spell. But I, at 16 mil, I, it would be taking a flyer. You have to do it by July, but if you're Brad Stevens, you know him. You've had him. You've coached him. You know he knows the environment, and you know what you can get from him. And clearly knowing that he'll be coming off of the bench, he may still have a couple of scoring years left in him, even though he's 31. All right, the next one, Jonas Valanciunas at fifteen mil. No, not because I don't want to, but because he's just great value right now for the Pelicans. You don't know what you are going to get out of Zion Williams, but you uh, Zion Williams, but you you do know that Valanciunas is going to give you a double double virtually every night, and so if you know you could still get that, and you are only giving him fifteen mil, which is not a lot in the NBA, and he's twenty nine. With two years remaining, you may be tempted if you're New Orleans to kind of let him go, but there's no need for a, a, a dominant space-eating center for the Celtics. Rob Williams has got everything covered in in that regard, and, and Valachunas would not come to be a backup. Uh, uh, the next one, Will Barton, Denver, no, at fifteen mil. Malik Beasley with Minnesota, no, they're going to hold on to him. Scalabrini mentioned this guy, Thaddeus Young at fourteen five, no, mm. thirty one years old. I mean, do you really need a power forward to score? Like, you're just going to change the way the Celtics play ball just because the bench players are in there? And, and here's what's scary, Joe. Those are all. Those are those are the only people left within that within that range of seventeen mil. Those are the quality players out there. That's what Brad Stevens was trying to tell you. Look. Uh, there's a reason why <laughs> these guys aren't really available out there and why these trade exceptions go by the wayside. Because, maybe, let's see, it, it, the last ones I said, "Marketing, maybe, Huter, yes, Morris Sr., yes. Three guys out of 10, 12 on the 17 mil with the low end being 14 mil. <sighs> it gets worse when you get to 9 mil. All right, now, let's take DeAndre Ayton off it because I'm looking at restricted free agents, right? It's a trade exception, so, okay, what are you going to give back in return for this trade exception to get this particular player? So, DeAndre Ayton, he's going to get his money going somewhere else, even though he's restricted. Someone's going to make a deal. It's going to be a signing trade. Marvin Bagley Jr., Marvin Bagley the Third, give me that X. Yeah. You know, if this was last season, I would say, yeah, Robert Williams needs help, but because Robert Williams has emerged in the front court and he's not offensive dependent, that's only going to benefit you. You're not going to bring in Marvin Bagley, the third, to come in and off the bench, and he's going to want more than that, more than bench money. Someone's going to pay for him. Just unfortunately, is that he's already done the Sacramento thing and he's in Detroit now. So if someone comes to him, they'll have a lot of space and an air an opportunity for him to play a lot of minutes i don't think that's necessarily the case with the celtics you know you're talking about you just be paying nine million dollars for a backup and i don't know if you'd want to go that route but at 23 years old you you never know but he's probably going to want an extended deal um to to, to get out of there that you know detroit's going to really want to see something and i don't know what you would send back if you were the celtics in that range. Uh, Tice, maybe. Maybe. Mohamed Bamba? Mo Baba, Give me that X. He's six million. Colin Sexton? He's not going anywhere, so you can give me that X. Kevin Knox? Career going nowhere. Give me that X. They're not moving off of Mile Bridges in Chicago, in, uh, in Charlotte. Give me that X. Dante DiVincenzo! No! Mm-hmm. Francundo Campazo. No! Mm-hmm. And I'm already down to $3 million. Don't even make me get the bowl bowl. <laughs> We've seen that. We've seen that show before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. The guy who was traded here, you're like, yeah, the guy's not even going to get a jersey number. So the trade exception is kind of tricky. Like... If someone was so readily available, then there are going to be people who say, well, you know what, Well, we can up that money for you if you want. You know, so as Brad mentioned, it expires in July. So you're literally talking, you know, hurry up and do this now. Oh, you want to make a hasty decision? Mm, no. So it would be interesting how these things play out for some teams who have these trade exceptions and really have. There's, I mean... There's no real pool of people out there. Do you really think people are sitting in a room right now discussing the value of Ricky Rubio at this point? A couple years ago, you know, there was some value there two, three years ago. But boy, that thing has changed quickly. Markel Fultz, I mean, he's still in recovery mode. Someone may take that flyer, but that's, that's still kind of an expensive flyer. So it's, it's, it's almost like this road is littered with, you know... I mean, there's one star player in here that, I mean, they're not going to come off of him at all. That's because he's really outperforming his contract. So really, the trade exception is kind of designed for some players who are kind of underperforming their contract and you're finding a a, a good deal. You know, if you had a big $35 million trade exception, you don't think Houston would have done that right now with John, with John Wall? We will give you him just to open a Chick-fil-A for two Sundays in a month, and you can have John Wall. That's how, I mean... You know, there are contracts in the league that you're just kind of like, oh, my God, and we'll get into Kyrie Irving here shortly. But you look at John Wall, you look at what Russell Westbrook is due to get, what James Harden is looking to get from Philadelphia or potentially from elsewhere. You know, underperforming guys who have names but are demanding high dollars. And it's not going to be pretty soon. All right, still to come. Um, we'll talk about what's going on with the Patriots and what how there's kind of like this kind of smoke screen going on that, that kind of lets you know that, hey, you know what? Maybe the team isn't going to be that good because they're kind of hitting you with all these other distractions like new shiny red uniforms. Here they come. Gosh. Oh, but you know what? You, you could buy those online. <laughs> you could have already done that. Like this is, I'll, I'll get into that at 11 o'clock because it's kind of fascinating. It's, the, it's part of the psychology of sports that goes on. All right, so the Celtics still have not made their pick yet, my God, the draft is only at what
3: We're not even done with the first round. We're not
2: even done with the first round with the fifty third pick. the Boston Celtics select. I don't know who they're gonna select. I might be sleep. Good gracious, yeah, I I look, I know there are some college basketball lovers, and you know, I love Carolina. That's just always been me, so it was fun watching. Just really a bad team earlier this year, kind of turned it around. It was a better story than it was a team, you know. And uh, and it's just been an interesting kind of <sighs> few years. And uh, again, this is where you kind of take your hat off to Danny Angel a little bit because you know people were kind of getting them about Romeo Langford that pick and so forth. But let's just face it: the pick of the litter, and no pun intended or anything said by that, was getting thinner and thinner. And you had to and you had to choose somebody right so if there you can you could always walk away and say, thank God Danny got it right with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in back to back years unheard of right So usually teams that are sitting up that high they don't recover for years. And so despite what happened in those last days with Danny Ainge here, how there might have been a bit of disconnect the comments that he made, the truth of the matter is, Nobody in Boston right now, or Greater New England, who's a Celtics fan, gives a damn who gets picked fifty third tonight, just because of that. And for that, thank you, Danny. Because you know, did you want to see another Romeo Langford? I mean, my gosh, Kemba Walker. Like, look, look, that was past the Kemba Walker. Think, think, just think about the Ground Zero situation with Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker. Right, Gordon Haywood knows that he's going to opt into his new money despite having no new knees or no new ankles or no nothing that could really contribute right away. It's just that it, it caused the kind of a chasm and a fracture, no pun intended. And you're trying to figure, like, how how do you move this money? Like Danny Ainge said, just give me a couple of days. Before you say yes to your money, give me a couple of days. <laughs> he couldn't pull that with every play. man. would be like, man, give me my money. Got him off to Charlotte. Kemba Walker comes back. Right as the knees go, like oh gosh, jeez. But Brad Stevens is able to get him off to Oklahoma City. Then for a quick second, then to the Knicks. Did the Knicks shut him down? And now he's with the Pistons, and they're talking about buyout. Talk about hot potato. So I, I give this front office of the Celtics a lot of credit for standing pat, standing steadfast, because now. Instead of saying, hey, we're going to look to the draft to address what we can fix. This is why I say going further into the playoffs a couple of rounds allows other players out there, free agents, veterans who say, you know what, I could probably come and provide something that they need because, look, Celtics need bench scoring. You probably I would rather go get a uh, an established veteran. I mentioned Carmelo Anthony. I'm not talking Carmelo Anthony, who took all the shots for the Knicks, but at least you know the ball goes into the bucket when Carmelo shoots it. The don't, don't kid yourself with that. That guy's like top 10, top 12, all-time NBA scorer. You're just not asking him to play 35 minutes, 40 minutes a game. But if he can give you a good 20 minutes, and you, know, he'll probably, you could give him a little more than the veteran minimum that he was getting to go hang out with LeBron in L.A., and I can't wait to get to this Kyrie, KD, I I, I, I predicted this coming, and Joe, I don't think you were working here at the time, but there was a parody about Kyrie Irving that I made during that first opening round series with with the Nets, and like Nostradamus predicting, I don't know, everything that happened in 1964, 63, it's to a T. That'll come up here in about five minutes here on WEEI. I'll replay that song. Kyrie's gone. But the Celtics can be very thankful that tonight's draft can go on and on and on and on and on. I mean, heck, at the 53rd pick, they could redraft Ennis Cantor. <laughs> and it won't matter. <laughs> I didn't give a shot at Ennis Cantor. Sorry.
3: Freedom. freedom. And that's freedom.
2: Yeah, 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 freedom. Yeah, freedom is a road less traveled. And this bro is about to, like, <laughs> yeah, mm. Exactly. I wonder if he. I wonder if he took my advice and applied to be a reporter for Waltham Public Television. I know people over there; they're very nice people. Because that's all he was doing was running his lips, and he was another high. He was another high draft pick that just fizzled. That was my whole point about the, in the first break. Like in the first round, there might be three that turn out to be good, and just thankfully, you know, like. Celtics not having a first-round pick. You're not missing anything. You know, look at Knicks fans. They're, they're crying trying to get uh, Ivy from Purdue to, to drop down to 11. Yeah, come on. Do you want to, do, Would you want to be a fan base that just sat there and just salivated at every draft about what potentially could be as a reminder of what you are not? Like the Knicks.
3: The only thing they're known for in the past 20 years is booing every single draft pick.
2: Yeah, boo yourself. One of the, law, one of the 48 laws of power in the book by Robert Greene says, uh, there's this thing called the mirror effect. If it, Pretty much, Nick's, if you want to know how bad you guys suck, just look in the mirror. Like, I mean, you're selling T-shirts bing-bong when, when that's the sound of balls hitting the rim? <laughs> More like clink-clank. Horrible. That's why I could see... That's why I see... That's why I see Kyrie Irving having the Knicks as one of his places. In fact, I'll get to the Kyrie Irving stuff along with Kevin Durant and the parody I told you about here next, Late Night with KJ here on Weei. Late Night thank you so much for hanging out. It's KJ617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Don't try to hang unless you dream something. One minute away from my thoughts on the whole Kyrie situation. Three minutes away from the Kyrie parody. Uh, let's go to the text line 37937. Uh, for some of your comments on the Celtics trade exception. Go ahead, Joe. What you got?
3: So we got a message here from a 207 texter who says, I hear the Celtics are trading their first pick for Yabuselli. Gershon Yabuselli, that is.
2: (laughs) Next text. (laughs)
3: Uh, Another text from the 207 who's questioning that Carmelo Anthony uh, suggestion you had. He said, "Melo, is that a joke?
2: Uh, yeah, all those points he's put in buckets. Yeah, you total joke. Yeah, they they don't count. He's never scored. The the Lakers situation last year was a bad situation for all involved. The year before he proved that he can give you fifteen minutes a game and give you eight to ten points. Like who who on the Celtics on the bench can give you eight to ten points consistently right now. It's not Pritchard. It's not Williams. Mm. Derek White. And sometimes, but he gets paid too much for it to be sometimes. It needs to be more than just sometimes. So you need veteran. You need another veteran who's coming off the bench to help some of these role players who really know what they're supposed to be doing if they're not going to be out there scoring. And it doesn't hurt to have a veteran out there who can get you a bucket. I know you may have your personal feelings about Carmelo Anthony and his relationships with La, but who gives a damn what you think? It's about scoring buckets. All right. So Kyrie Irvin, uh, it just I, <laughs> I laugh because when I think of Kyrie, I actually go back to thinking about the guy when he was at Duke that had this mysterious injury when he got to college. like he's kind of somewhat hurt. He played like seven games and then like checked out by the time the second semester started. like he un- withdrew from Duke University if I remember correctly. To go prepare for the draft, so literally the guy was in college all of like three or four months.
3: Eleven games he played in total.
2: Eleven games didn't even like didn't even stick around to play with his team into a tournament. He could care, could care less about an NCAA tournament. I'm going to go prepare for the NBA draft, and to some he became kind of a hero, and not agreeing or disagreeing, but I understood that at that time. But look where we are now. Hasn't really grown up. Shows up a little bit. Something mysterious is why he is there. And then Jets. Kyrie's been in the league for 11 years. Nothing has changed. You've heard people say, believe people who they show you are the first time because they can make adjustments. So Kyrie has put up this list because he has until next Wednesday the 30th to determine whether he is going to uh, buy next Thursday, whether he's going to opt out of his deal, and he's hoping that the Nets can find a trade partner so they can do a sign and trade after the Nets say, you know what, we don't want to do a long-term deal with you because uh, you weren't even around here half the time last year, and you got paid for all that. That's not happening again. So Kyrie says he would like, to, according to reports, his choices are the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Heats, the Mavs, the 76ers. <sighs> Talk about having a high price seaport lunch budget.
3: That would be my request, and I don't even play.
2: And, you know, exactly. Like, hey, it's like if someone someone came to me and said, Hey KJ, man, anywhere, anywhere you want to go for lunch, just just you name it. Anywhere in greater Boston, where do you want to go for lunch? I'm thinking about like what's coming out of your pocket probably. I heard about this incredible restaurant in the seaport, and you'll pay for parking too, right? Yeah. yeah you're going to have a rich list like this. But a lot of those places don't have the cap room for Kyrie. And Kyrie's history has shown, why would I take a chance? Let's just Let's just go to what Kyrie went through last year with the state of New York, which is very similar in terms of its restrictions and things as California. Well, there's the Lakers and Clippers. So let's well, god forbid something else or something comes down again and these laws get enacted or they get re, you know they go they, they go back to where they were a year and a half ago. And you're with the and you're in California? <laughs> get out of here. Give me an X for that Lakers. Mm. Yeah, LeBron's going to be the Clippers? No. Mm. Heat no. Mavs, oh, Luca's gonna give you the ball. You'll really find out the hard way. And no. 76ers, Joel and B was ready to kill Ben Simmons. He may murder you.
3: No. Don't forget but, James Harden's also coming back too, and we know uh, what those two went through.
2: Oh, jeez. Yeah. Joel and B might just come out with a machete. But the Knicks on that list, of course he would want to do the Knicks. Why? Because the Knicks specialize in being loud and good at nothing. Like, take Carmelo Anthony 10 years ago. He's the first person I ever heard referred to that while Magic Johnson was the architect of the no look pass, Carmelo Anthony is the architect of the look no pass. That's going to be Kyrie with the Knicks. It's just going to be a bunch of dudes standing around watching Kyrie and people going in bing bong, yaha, Kyrie scored 40, and the Knicks lose by 50. Makes sense. But realistically, Kyrie could end up in the Magic with the magic. I can see them shipping him to Toronto. Well, wait a minute. Could he go to Toronto? Ah, give me the X for Toronto. He can't go to Toronto. Mm-hmm. I just remember that. Minnesota may risk the farm on a couple of things and say, hey, Kyrie could be the answer moving forward. I could see that happening. And I thought about the Jazz, and I just remember Danny Ainge is there, so give me the X on that. I want you to listen to the Kyrie Gone parody that's about to play here. It was created during the uh, first round, fine, uh, first round uh, matchup between the Celtics and the Nets. And tell me if this stuff hasn't come to fruition now. Hit it, Joe. Oh, how cute. Brooklyn Nets fans are like, we want Boston. We want Boston. <laughs> you don't want any of this. In fact, you needed the mayor of your city to help you get here. And Steve Nash, well, he's just really a mannequin. And then there's your point guard. We kind of know something about him around these parts. Check it out. Kyrie's gone. Yes, the dude has always been strange. Kyrie's gone. Since New hasn't changed. Kyrie's gone. gone. From smoking all that same. <laughs> Kyrie's <laughs> gone. <laughs> He's never really earned his way. Well, you he he can't can. help it. Kyrie's trying to save face. Kyrie can't, can't help it. His act is getting played. Play- Kyrie's gone. Yes, the dude has always been strange. Kyrie's gone. Since Duke, he hasn't changed. Kyrie's gone. From smoking all that sane. Kyrie's <laughs> gone. <laughs> He's never really earned his way. Well, LeBron, son, you got himself another trophy. LeBron, son, you now you're in Katie's way. <laughs> Look at him playing part time, begging Mayor Adams for help, going for cult status with John the Baptist Tyree results. Dawn. Durant gets hurt doing all the work. Running off hard and dude is consistent. Kyrie's gone. I know Brooklyn's front office probably hesitant to ask you to fill out a time card for all that part-time work. Kyrie's gone. How is the earth flat when the water is formless and it makes up 70% of the earth, huh? Kyrie's Kyrie suspect. suspect. Remember the street clothes game. Kyrie suspect. He ran scary Terry away. As Biggie said, you better watch your back Brooklyn. Kyrie's gone. LeBron and the Celtics live in your head, Uncle Drew. Kyrie's gone. Cause you can't win too. Since Duke he hasn't changed. Kyrie's gone. From smoking all that same. <laughs> Kyrie's gone. <laughs> He's never really earned his way. Kyrie's gone. And what's up with the snitching about the back stuff? Kyrie's, Kyrie's gone. Oh, the Celtics, they can't play in Toronto. Oh, oh. Kyrie's,
3: Kyrie's gone.
2: gone. And what is up with you and what? I mean, I know it's 2022. Kyrie's, Kyrie's gone. gone. I mean, you guys give a new meaning to NBA Insider, huh? Kyrie's, Kyrie's gone. gone. And poor Kevin Durant. Now pretty much says if Kyrie's gone, he's gone too. All because of Kyrie. I love when I predict the future. Late night with KJ. Thank you. Thank you you very much. Thank you very much. Late night, KJ, WEEI, 617 779 7937. Text line 37937. Next, boy, the Patriots are really going all out to make you forget about a potential six win season. Next, you're on WEEI.